0: takeoff 15 discount not applicable to partner operated flights or taxes and fees terms apply visit go.amex you know
1: walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends
2: All right, a lot of things happening with numbers, and it's time for a game of over-under. Meat will give us some numbers, and we'll go over or under on uh, what the number is that he has for us. Meat, take it away. You guys talked about it earlier.
3: Antonio Brown suspended by the Raiders. Number of games AB plays for the Raiders this year. We'll set that over-under at 10 and a half.
4: I'm going to go over. I'm going to go under. Wow. I'm going under as well. Wow. This is already uh, an epic disaster, and I feel like in uh, in total Oakland Raiders fashion, it will be worse than it already is. Um, I, I would almost, for the story of it, I would almost like to see the Raiders void his contract and see exactly where A.B. ends up. Now, I don't know if they'd be willing to do such a thing, but all he's been is a headache, Uh, That that is it. And Steelers fans are rejoicing. I I think it's going to be under. I don't see him playing 11 games.
5: They feel like they could save a little bit over $30 million if they end up doing that. Um, I still don't think they're going to. What I do think is going to happen is a suspension. It's probably going to be, I don't know, a couple of games or something. And then he will play the rest of the season with maybe another game or two in there. He's out for some silly reason. So I'm looking at 11 games for him, he plays. All right. Adam Schefter did just tweet that
3: John Gruden declined to answer any questions today regarding Antonio Brown and said the team will have an announcement later.
5: So. Oh, never okay. mind. I change it under. We'll be looking at that. Going to the under.
3: Uh, the Cardinals, seven games remaining against the pesky Cubs. How many do the Cardinals win? We'll set that at three and a half right in the middle. Over, under.
4: Over, obviously. Cardinals gonna going to take care of business.
2: Are the four games here or in Chicago? I they're in Chicago. In Chicago I'm going to go the under, Sunday.
4: I think they split in Chicago, and they win two of three here. That's why I'm taking the over. I like that.
2: Mm. That's and, a good And I hope call. they win
4: the game that we're at. We're going to Chicago. We're going to go uh, sit in the rooftops, one mm-hmm. of those days. We are.
5: We're going to be broadcasting from 2 to 6 at Greystone in Wrigleyville. So it's if you're out. going, yes, wear your cardinal red, and let's take over the place. That's going to be on the 20th of this month. That's right, September 20th. And it is on Sheffield, so it's it's close to Sheffield and Clark. It's very easy to get to. Food you is great, so come hang there out. from Wrigley, yeah, absolutely.
3: Bears Packers tonight at Soldier Field. The number of crossbars hit by Bears kickers tonight, we'll set it at one half.
5: Oh under, gosh. I'm going to bet the over. It's an under. It's not going to happen at all. Okay, there it did. The one. only time it's going to happen is here on this show. When you hear that, See, so
3: two, yeah. and are we count? We're counting the crossbar and like the uprights, Uprides, all three, two, yeah, yeah, all three of it. Okay,
5: anything
4: that would make a sound, like yeah, yeah, yeah like that, yeah, <laughs> anything that makes that sound would count. Um, I I would think. I'm going to take the under on this one. Uh, In the crossover, though, with Alex Ferrario, we were talking about this game a little bit, and I totally see this ending with the Packers being up by three. (laughs) Bears have a chance to tie the game with a kick, and we'll just pick a random yardage. 42 yards we'll go with. And uh, it ends up being pushed wide right. Yeah, Wide right is uh, how this game ends. I can see
5: that happening. There are not going to be any posts hit Tonight, what's going to happen is just a clean miss by probably several feet. So that, that's the, how the it's going to go. The one
4: where right off the foot, every, every Bears yeah. fan's, oh, oh come on. mother.
5: <laughs> Man, I, Eddie Pinero better be mentally tough because I
4: don't, be, I don't know he, he's Anybody? got
5: People will be calling for, for her in the
3: middle of the game. Remember when everybody thought, or a lot of people thought, Mizzou could maybe go eight and zero at some point this season? Yeah, not so much. Uh, Mizzou total wins seven and a half over under. Over, taking the under.
4: Hmm. Taking the under seven until they prove something. They they looked uh, they the offense didn't well they didn't look awful. Defensively they looked miserable. Can't stop the run. Couldn't. I mean they were able to run. Wyoming ran all over them. Uh, they are favored again heavily against West Virginia. I, I don't uh, – I'm at the point right now, even it's a, it's only one game, that I, I need to see it before I believe it. I think that there's a bunch of teams on here that might just beat them.
6: Well, probably. Uh,
4: but I am going to take the
5: over, and it's going to be just over. Eight. Eight wins for this team. I think they'll win nine. I thought they would win ten, but Do now I think, think they'll win nine. So you think that game, that's the one that you have to win? They always have one of those. That they're supposed yes. to win but they end up losing right that's the one yeah right yeah
2: hell they threw 473 yards and turned it over three times no it's uh, they they beat themselves it's not like wyoming beat them and granted you can't beat yourself but they they did
4: wow well, wyoming ran
2: on them at will mm-hmm well yes they did no doubt about it but mizzou Ran all over them, too, uh, uh, except for giving up the ball. They had that were going in at halftime from the one-yard line. That's a touchdown. They threw a touchdown to Albert O. That's a touchdown, offensive pass interference. That's a win right there. So they, but, but they weren't touchdowns. No, because they beat themselves. They gave the ball away. That's what happened. They were favored by 18. A win is a win is a win, but yeah. and a loss is a loss is a loss. I just think they're better than what they showed on Saturday night. Oh, I think they're better than what they showed, too. Just seven games, though.
3: As of right now, Jack Flaherty is set to make four more starts for the Cardinals in the regular season, as long as nothing changes with that. Uh, how many runs will he allow in those four games? We'll set the over under at six and a half. Ooh.
5: I'm going to say over. Yeah, I'll just say because over it's too. logical, but it's not going to be a ton over. You can't keep up that sub one ERA forever.
4: Are you guys serious? Yeah, I'm taking the over as well. Yeah. I think that there's <laughs> going to be uh, you know a couple of games where you give up two, yeah. and then you're you're at it right already. So I, I I hope we're all wrong on this one. Out of all of them, I want this one to to be the wrong one. But dude,
5: it is there a pitcher on the staff that when they take the ball the final month here that you feel more comfortable than him? No, absolutely not one. He's just Windy. Right, here we he go. He's he's incredible. He he's really incredible, and I. I think at some point here, hopefully it's next season, we're going to see a full season of of this. And I'm not talking like an ERA of .8, because that's crazy. That just crazy doesn't doc. happen. It's it's insanity. But we're looking at somebody who should be regularly a, a maybe a 2.5 ERA kind of guy. He is that good. Major League Baseball currently has six players with 40 or
3: more home runs Pete Alonso, Mike Trout, Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich, Eugenio Suarez, and Jorge Soler. How many will have 50 or more home runs at the end of the regular season? We'll set the over under at two and a half.
2: I'm going to take the under.
3: Alonso at 45 right now, Trout and Bellinger both 44, then Yelich at 43.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Trout and Bellinger.
4: Man, I'm taking the under also, but I'm uh, I'm throwing Bellinger out of it. Going to uh, go with Pete? I'm going to go with Pete Alonzo, continuing the hotness, and uh, Mike Trout doing his thing. Hmm. I could see it being just one, Pete
5: Alonzo. Because you're talking like, for him, five home runs for the rest of the month. That's quite a few home runs, actually, even in this era. Um... And six for Bellinger and Trout. I bet I bet one guy, and then the other two get just under it, like 48, 49
4: home runs. Guys, right. uh, this is uh, baseball is home runs, right? Yeah. So, and we're talking Thanks about how ups. many guys get over fifty. Barry Bonds hit seventy-three. I know seventy-three home runs. I don't care what he had in him. Yeah, nobody's gonna sniff that. Him like twelve straight years of a thousand OPS is that good it's really good stupid good now the 73 in context might have been the outlier he had 34 49 73 46 45 46 45 still good but they're not 73
2: by the way you also might not have a guy get to 200 strikeouts this year that's impressive too yeah ronald acuna leads major league baseball with 163 as we sit here with uh three weeks left in the season
3: after the cardinals picked up the win today they've got 22 games left this season How many wins will they have in those 22 games? We'll set the over-under at 12 and a half. I'm going to take the over.
4: I'm taking the over as well. Light part of their schedule right now still. The next uh, six at least gets a little bit more daunting at the end. I already said they were going to win four games at least from the Cubs, so I think I have to take the over. I will take the under and go 12. It's an over 500 record,
5: and it's still probably Gets them the division.
2: All right. So the under. Thanks, Big Sis. Thank you. The Cardinals used two pitchers in a 10-0 whitewash of the Giants today at the ballpark. We'll recap that one for you next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Hey, Schnooks has a surprise for you. They have tons of surprises in their store. They have completely reformulated the taste and quality of hundreds of Schnooks brand items. That includes ice cream and pizza, which is delicious, chips, snacks, cookies, all designed to either meet or beat the big national brands on taste and quality and save you a few bucks at the same time. So if you're getting the family together for the football opener tonight, stop by Schnooks first and give all of this great stuff a try. Here's how you find them in the store. Just look for the red Schnooks dot. That red Schnooks dot on an item will tell you that Schnooks stands behind it and it's not generic brand. It's not private label. It's not store brand. It's Schnooks brand so check out all the surprises in store maybe have some pizza for dinner with some cookies and ice cream for dessert you've got chips for snacks during the game and when you buy that Schnucks brand you'll be saving money too on top of that if you're a snooks rewards member member you'll be saving even more money by earning points so take it from me try all the new Schnooks brands items there are surprises in store at Schnooks. The Cardinals have rebuilt their lead in the National League Central to three games over the Cubs by taking three of four from the Giants, including a 10-0 win today. Cardinals got started early. Paul Goldschmidt with an infield hit to score Tommy Edmond. And Paul DeYoung brought Goldschmidt home. For that, center, two-run by. A two-run shot that made it 3-0 for the Cardinals in the first. It stayed that way until the third when Yadier Molina singled home Colton Wong. Matt Carpenter reached out an infield hit to score Goldie, and the score was 5-0. But then Carpenter and Molina were on base. Randy Arrozarena was also on. Bases loaded for Dakota Hudson. And at an eighth. It comes from the pitcher. Two-run score. That made it 7 0 in favor of the Cardinals. A scored later in the third on an error by Brandon Crawford. It was 8 0 Cardinals until the eighth when Tyler O'Neill reached base for Ron Ravello.
5: And you got to stay healthy and show what you could do as Ravello
2: hits one out to deep left. That made it 10 to nothing. Dakota Hudson with six one-hit innings for the Cardinals. He did not allow a run. He walked two and struck out two. Then Henesis Cabrera came on. He delivered three strong innings with three strikeouts and the final out. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Rounder. Fair. This should do it. Cardinals win three of four. Dan McLaughlin, the call on FS Midwest. And the Cardinals once again move three ahead of the Cubs in the Central Division. And to come back from last night, where they scored a lot of runs but lost the game, that was a big statement for the Cardinals. That game last night, while
4: it ended up being disappointing, it was a late home run that put the Giants on top, and the Cardinals weren't able to claw out of it. Uh, that game, to me, it, it was so good because it was so back and forth, and the team never quit. Like, and I love the fact that they were able to bring that right into today and had the offensive firepower going early. They jumped on Webb early on in this ball game. Certainly, Dakota Hudson, I mean, put the team on his back today. Six strong innings, and the, so we were talking about earlier: can pitchers be like? Stars? Stars, you know in the game a stark difference in a Flaherty start as opposed to a Hudson start is the strikeouts Dakota only two strikeouts got a lot of weak contact got a lot of ground balls and uh, ended up getting the job done. I love that Cabrera was able to come in and give you three strong after that remember the last time we saw mm-hmm. Hennesis, uh earlier in in the season. All the talk was, yeah, everybody knows what's coming, basically. He, he was tipping his pitches. They were all over his off speed. Everybody was taking great A-Bs against him. So three strong out of Cabrera. Cabrera could be one of those guys left-handed with his stuff that could be a big-time difference maker down the stretch. Doesn't have to be in three-inning stints. I mean, this could be a guy that comes in for an inning, comes in for a tough lefty uh, to, to uh, get him out. So the pitching was awesome. It's it's going to
5: continue to help the bullpen guys that you need in crucial situations the more rest you give them the more time you give them where they don't have to continually come in and protect a one-run lead or another short lead of some kind that's a benefit and that will pay off for them when you get to the end of this month but i'm looking at the, the the math here fellas um it's it's really good it is really good in their favor and i know you don't want to you try not to speak too soon about a team that's going to the playoffs but it would be very difficult for that to not happen for them right now. They are five games up in the loss column on the Phillies right now, six games up on the Diamondbacks. So one way or the other, as we sit here on September 5th, uh, it, it looks like this will happen. 18, it looks like they're going to get there.
2: 18 games over five hundred. By the way, going back to last night, I said to somebody today who, who was really disappointed at everything that transpired, but you had the goofy umpire situation with the young. Every year... The old adage that I abide by is you're going to win 60 and lose 60, and it's the other 42 that you do with that really matter. I thought last night was one of those games you were going to lose. It was just one of those 60. Goofy stuff happened.
5: As I'm watching that game, I just felt like, well,
2: as soon as they had the deficit, I'm like, well, they're going to come back. I thought they'll, they would they'll, they'll figure out a yeah. way to win this but, thing and they couldn't just goofy stuff happened and that precipitated the loss today obviously was a game that they were going to win when you get a pitching performance like that it was never in the balance uh, well going back to last night honestly in my mind I was a hundred
5: percent certain that Jose Martinez was going to walk it off that would have been fun I was a I, I just the way things have gone for them yep. in the last three weeks that seemed inevitable didn't happen but that's the feeling you get and i think that's really the idea is as you're watching the cardinals play and i don't know how the hell they're this good right now but they are freaking doing it and it doesn't matter they continue to make you feel like they're going to come back if they're losing they're going to find a way to at least tie it and make it interesting. That's how it feels every single night. Yeah,
4: and if the counter, if you're a negative nelly is, ah, they're playing the Giants. Well, the Giants are on their schedule. That's who was in front of them. They took three out of four, and uh, they'll look to keep padding their lead before it gets even tighter down the stretch. Paul DeYoung, I want to hit on his home run, again, because it's a big one for him. Uh, his 26 is a career high, having a big time year. Defensively, he has grown leaps and bounds over the last, uh, the, the last year plus. There's a lot that goes into that, certainly. The defensive shifting, uh, the, the tendencies. I mean, they, they seem to always have him positioned really, really well. But uh, the, the bat continues to be there. He got off to a crazy hot start. He was an all-star, went through a little bit of a lull. But Paul DeYoung keeps showing up uh, again in big spots, and uh, I enjoy that.
2: Do He's it, actually, he plays well enough to be a gold glover at some point. He, he's got the ability to be that guy. He might be too steady and not spectacular enough to win a gold glove, but I think he is a superb defensive shortstop because he gets everything done that you want done and more. He so, didn't have a great night last night. Uh, the umpire uh, didn't was, help him out either.
5: Well, no. I'm talking about the play at second where he almost took Wong's head off. The, the he umpire got in his He was going to throw to first, first and the umpire yeah. got in no, his is way. Is that what it was? Yeah. 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 Sometimes you've got to let it eat and hit
4: an umpire. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but he's in the way. Yeah. Get out the way, man. Look out! Uh, so yeah, uh, also nice day for Ravello. I mean, gets yeah. his first major league home run. Who knows what his future looks like with the Cardinals, but he's put up big numbers at, at AAA.
2: And here we go, man. First place team in September. What else you want? It's pretty good. Won 15 of nineteen now. Twenty one of twenty seven overall. The best record across Major League Baseball since the All Star break. 35 and 17, and of course, first place in the National League Central, and now three ahead of Chicago, seven ahead of Milwaukee. And that's. Uh, it, Milwaukee's it, been done yeah, for a bit. Yeah, they're done even, as dinner.
5: Even if mathematically they look like they're in it, they are just. They're not. They don't have the juice. Here's
4: their season. Here's their season. It starts tonight against the Cubs. They've got four against the Cubs, and if they don't win four games, mm-hmm. they're done. Yeah, that's... I mean, there's no treading water. There's no going 500 in this one. You split a series and say, ah, oh, you know, we we got a chance. No, you don't. You don't. Yeah, and that's... I tell you what, there's a couple of teams that down the wire, uh, just wild card, looking at the wild card. And Right now, the wild card is the Nationals and the Cubs. The Phillies are on the outside looking in. They're three, three games, games back, I believe, of the wild card. Their schedule sucks, mm-hmm. man. Their schedule is uh, it's Braves. It's, uh, it's three at the Mets starting this weekend, four versus the Braves, two against the Red Sox, three at the Braves, three at the Indians, four at the Nationals, and then you get to have your pity party because you lost too many games against the Marlins uh, in Miami, so at least you could party there at the end of the season. I don't think it's going to go well for the Phillies. Good luck. Yeah, they're not. That's, you know what the, um, going back to the Brewers, you know what
5: they are? If you're a Brewers fan, they're just a bummer. That team is just a damn bummer. Well,
4: ask Kato Kalen because he, oh my God, that he guy. feels
5: the same way. Oh, gosh, he's, he's tweeting in all caps all the time now. Of course he's upset. Kind of aggressive. He really is. He loves the poop emoji. He has been using the poop emoji a lot
2: <laughs> to describe Craig Council and the Brewers. And by the way, the Pirates, who the Cardinals visit this weekend, will play tonight against Miami at home. Buckos have won six of eight, but this is a series that the Cardinals, once again, should go in and think at least that they're going to dominate. And Pittsburgh should feel like the Cardinals are going to dominate that series, too, just because of the way the Cardinals have owned the Pirates, especially since the All-Star break the the pirates have had their issues for sure and you're right they're on a little bit of a
4: hot one uh they've taken advantage of a, a weaker schedule too they beat up on the same team that the cardinals beat up on with the rockies uh they they'll probably take 2 of 3 from the marlins but it does get a little bit different against the cardinals i do know this even though they've had like internal issues i mean there's there's talks about infighting uh people not not getting along I believe that Clint Hurdle's team's going to play tough down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I believe that there will be a sense of pride when they play against the Cardinals and know that those games still mean something, that they can still affect what the Central looks like, even though they're not in. So just like every game from here on out, you you better have your wits about you. You better go into each and every game, each and every series, knowing that you're going to get the best from the opposition because you've got a target on your back right now. You're, or, you're in first place. Or it'll be four weeks of headhunting.
2: One of the two. Oh, that might be. Yeah, they. that's their favorite thing right now. Good thing. So the Cardinals win 10 nothing today. Congratulations to the Redbirds and good luck on the road trip. Next up, it's time to get your questions in. We've got the start of the NFL season tonight. MLB playoffs right around the corner. Get your questions in to the Hot Shots text line at 65780. The Sports Six Pack coming your way on 101 ESPN. Don't forget, in our next segment, we're going to talk fantasy football with our friend Kyle Elfrink of SiriusXM. And if you have pressing questions for your team, like – what do I do since Antonio Brown isn't going to be available for my team? If you have questions like that for Kyle Elfrink, use the mic drop feature on your 101 ESPN app or send us a text via the Hotshots text line 65780. We want to hear from you. Kyle wants to hear your fantasy questions. That's next segment on 101 ESPN. But right now in the fast lane, it is the sports six pack. And with your questions for us, here's Big Sis. What do you think is
3: the better asset for Paul DeYoung at shortstop for the Cardinals? His defense or the pop that he brings with the bat? Defense. I'd say the power. I'm,
2: yeah. You can't win with a bad defensive shortstop. Does it depend on the team that's around no. him? Yeah. You, there I, are I no know. teams that win with bad defensive shortstop. I well, I mean, if he's
5: he couldn't
4: be brutal out there, but if he was just adequate, they'd win. I think what makes Paul DeYoung is the fact that he's a complete offensive player or a complete overall player. But if I have to pick one of those two, and I believe that the Cardinals lineup uh, with Ozuna and Goldschmidt should should uh, be doing most of the heavy lifting, I'm going to go with the defense as well. In this particular offense, Goldschmidt hasn't quite been
5: himself this year. Ozuna has. He's been great. Colton Wong has been great. I don't know they'd be the same team. If he was just an average good enough shortstop defensively, but then also didn't have any power to go along with it, I'm not sure they would win as much as they have been. I, I really think that pop in this particular season with the way this lineup is constructed has been pretty important just because you haven't gotten as much of it from your 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 one big boy in the lineup. If Mizzou does not turn around the
3: early season woes quickly, how long does Barry Odom last in
2: Como? What's the situation with him? Four or five, six years. Yeah, seven, eight, 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 nine, ten years. I don't know about that. I long. mean, let's let's be honest about this football program. Uh, Gary Pinkle took this program beyond where it ordinarily could be at its outer limits. This is a program that is an eight or nine win program. This is not a program that's going to win 11 or 12 games and battle for national championships. It is what it is. And if Pink, if uh, Barry, I think Jim Sterk and I think the administration get that. And if they get to a bowl game every year and go eight and four and get to a bowl game, go nine and three, get to a bowl game, I think they'll be happy. Get the, to a decent bowl game four out of every five years. Yeah. That's really it.
4: Just have winning records is yep. probably what,
2: what you, you, have you have to do. Games. Yeah, bowl games. Yeah. You're exactly if, right.
4: If you, if you end up not having that for a couple of years, and I think the, he could buy an outlier. I mean, first year was one of those. Um I don't, I don't think that he. he's not ingrained like Gary Pinkle was, but Pinkle had to earn all that, too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he ain't going anywhere.
3: From the Hot Shots, text line 65780, do you think, as I do, that Jared Goff will end up with more touchdowns this season than Patrick Mahomes?
4: <laughs> I think that person is trolling. Oh, uh, no, I don't. I don't think so either. Uh, Goff has a lot of weapons at his disposal. Apparently Todd Gurley, although I recall them saying this in the postseason, uh, that he's not limited at all, at least they're saying. So that does take, uh, you you have to take that in account to anybody that's playing them. That There's a better running game in L.A. than there is in Kansas City, Mm -hmm. which, which should open some things up. But Mahomes has got some special, special arm talent. Yep. They know how to use him really well. Um, he'll have more.
3: Of the five tools for a baseball player, which do you think is the most overrated in today's game? I would s- hit for average.
2: Yeah, that, that's what I think. <laughs> Yeah.
4: We were just uh, we were just having this conversation a minute ago uh, as I was looking at the Cardinals stats. This was uh in between segments and I said, "Guys, doesn't it seem a little funny like a team that's in first place when you look at them, there's not one guy yep. that is a 300 hitter. You don't have one. Uh I think your closest as far as guy that get everyday ABs is Colton Wong has been climbing up that uh that list. So the hit for average thing has has gone down quite a bit. You'd right. like to have it. You'd love to have it. But I guess it's not necessary if you're doing the other thing. It It is um,
5: – it's not a nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so – it's not that it doesn't matter at all, but it is not nearly as important or considered nearly
2: as important as it used to be. And actually, I think speed, the ability to run, is more important defensively than offensively now.
4: Yeah, for sure. Well, people don't steal bases no. like they used to. But I think that we're seeing that with, with – like. Just pick Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader is a guy that uses his speed big time in the outfield. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Simple one. What's for dinner tonight? I got <laughs> leftovers at our house. Last night was uh, baseball night. So uh, my wife threw some some chicken in the crock pot. It was tacos, like the, the chicken. Did I tell you about this, this chicken that I think is amazing? It's just you throw chicken breast in there with a salsa verde, pick whatever green salsa you like, uh, but you just let it simmer in there pretty much all day. You shred it up. The stuff is ridiculous. So I crushed tacos last night. Nice. Uh, and I think tonight, instead of doing tacos again, I might do some sort of a taco bowl with it, maybe some like brown rice and some stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of looking forward Are to it. Are you putting a whole chicken in? No, chicken breasts. Just the breasts. Yep. Yep. That's good, man. It's yeah, great. It's great. It's easy. Raj, you can't cook, right? Yeah, or, no. Or at least you don't cook. That's right. You could do this. You can easily, yep. all you got to do, do you have a Crock-Pot? I got a Crock-Pot, baby. Do you really? Yeah. Have you used it ever? I have not. Not is it? <laughs> it's still so, sitting in the box. Did, is it the free Crock-Pot that you got when we did the thing at the casino? Yeah. <laughs> is, <it>, is that <laughs> the one? When Almost they, a year when ago? When they had a line yeah, of right. people getting their Crock-Pot and yeah. I think, uh, yeah, they got you one. brought one over to us, yeah. Yeah,
5: that's the one. That's the one. Use the Crock-Pot. Well, I got two, actually. I have another one that I got for Christmas.
4: What, are you but, hosting parties now? I, no. No. <laughs> A little dual crock pot action? I need to do it so
2: crock potting is
4: the easiest thing to do if you are because we used to do it in college all the time me and my roommates we throw something in the crock pot get home after baseball practice and it's ready bowl, to go good to go yeah you could do this
5: yeah I'm, I think I'm going to I need
4: to what do you have for dinner though
5: uh well I've got some uh beef skewers and some vet so shish kebab I've got a couple of those ready to go oh yeah you have a grill at your place yeah so uh well it's a it's an indoor grill like a foreman? Yeah, that's right. Do you oh have a foreman gosh. grill? It's like oh, I told you about this. It's like a, uh, it's a, it's a really fancy one. It's, is it's, it still a foreman grill?
3: I, I or is don't it, uh, know. I don't know. Those are that good. I feel so
5: bad for the you. The Cuisinart ones are no, it's really good, good, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have a. I don't have an outdoor space. I live in a in a big apartment building. Yeah. I could go up to the roof and do it, but I don't want to go all the way up there. The roof
4: is on fire. When it's hot. Well,
2: it could be. Taco salad for us. That, that sounds like Taco do you do Salad the Taco Inventor. Bowl? With uh, no, <laughs> only you could make a salad. Five thousand calories. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and do you believe this to be one of the best group of September call-ups the Cardinals have had in recent history?
2: I would oh. say recent, yes. In the last five years, I would say so. Mike Matheny didn't have a propensity to use the kids as much. So I think by default it is, but I also think that the group of players is pretty good. Yeah,
4: I think so too. I mean, you've got some pieces... I don't believe that you'll see anybody just sit there the entire time and just watch September, which you you do see oftentimes. Now you're mm-hmm. gonna pick your spots for guys. Uh, Cabrera piggybacking with three innings today was a product of the fact that the Cardinals had a very big lead and he was able to get in there and, and do his thing. But it is a talented group. You got big arms in uh, you know in Cabrera, in, in Junior Fernandez. He's great. You've got the speed element with uh, with guys like you know Rosa Reina and. Uh, uh, well, Tyler O'Neill, I guess, technically was not a September call-up, right? Because he came up. didn't He, he come came up, up the DL. For, yeah, well, yeah. You, you've got a lot of pieces that you can use. So, yes.
2: All right. Thanks, Big Sis. Thank you. And thanks for your text to that. Shots text line, 65780. More of those texts, your fantasy football questions for Sirius XM's Kyle L. Frank, next on 101 ESPN. Today is a big day, the first NFL game of the 2019 season, first game of the 100th season of NFL football. You can hear it here on 101 ESPN with the Packers and the Chicago Bears. And we want you to be ready for your first fantasy football game of the season. Kyle L. Frank of Sirius XM with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Kyle, good to have you with us. What a wild and crazy day away from the field in the NFL.
6: Yeah, it just gets wilder and crazier. Uh, Obviously, the Antonio Brown stuff was uh, late this morning, early afternoon, and we still don't know for certain that Brown is going to be suspended, but it's starting to trend that way. And then this afternoon, we we get some word from Julio Jones, who uh, kind of bounced around and said, well, I'm going to try to play. Maybe I'm going to play. I'm not feeling right. Julio's missed the entire preseason, and they've sworn to us It's because of a quote-unquote minor injury, and they didn't want to push him as a vet. Uh, He also has been trying to get a new contract. So maybe this is the fake injury that is actually a contract holdout. But Julio is now a question mark, too, and he's even more important to fantasy purposes. Uh, then is Antonio Brown. So some question marks developing.
4: Well, let's add a third premier receiver onto that list with Odell Beckham Jr. Apparently yeah. the hip's still bothering him. He hasn't even opened it up yet. Uh, to me, that's a little bit of a problem. I'm going to need my guy to open it up a little bit this weekend.
6: Yeah, yeah, we all need him to open up a bit. I guess I guess our lesson here is uh, wide receivers are still the, the, the kings of drama. Uh, in the NFL, uh, here, I'm just looking Alshon Jeffrey pops up with an injury. So oh, great! <laughs> it is, it is on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> now here's the thing with all these guys, you know, we, we always get this at the end of the season. Oh, my team was so good. And then I ran into bad luck and oh, Antonio Brown only played 11 games. And Julio Jones got hurt. These are, these are things with Beckham Jones and Brown that are all very predictable and you know that going into the draft, and you just have to assess the risk and reward and take your shot on it. Brown, this is no surprise, and it's probably going to continue all season. Julio Jones is constantly on and off the injury list. He never practices, and now we have a contract issue with him. And then with OBJ, again, it's drama. It's just something to be in the news. He probably saw that Julio and and uh, Antonio were in the news today, and he got a little greedy, <laughs> a little little down. So he had to get back in the news. So it's a contest to see who can be in the headlines right now.
5: So you mentioned Alshon Jeffrey, who's got some sort of biceps injury. Um, he did practice, but he was limited. So do you just see how tomorrow goes?
6: Yeah, I think the Friday practice is always the critical one. And, and certainly in week one, things are held back just a bit as is. Um, you know, we, we had a very small injury report yesterday which is unlike any other week you're going to see in the future the Wednesday is always a load of injuries but here in week one obviously it's the start of the season but also there's just no reason to be throwing guys out there willy-nilly so some guys will pop up Jeffrey's there perennially he's out there every week and I think he'll likely play we did get some good news on Stephon Diggs today he was back at practice after being limited yesterday so We're looking good, but I guess we're only looking good until the next suspension or the next uh, dispute on the sideline with the coaching staff.
2: Kyle, let's get to a couple of texts for you here on 101 ESPN from the 618 with Andrew Luck retiring. Do you still start T.Y. Hilton or do you move Larry Fitzgerald or Marquise Goodwin or Corey Davison in a PPR league?
6: Yeah, none of those guys would excite me this week. I'd still go with Hilton, and Larry Fitzgerald is somebody who, certainly in a PPR setup, you can make as your third wide receiver, but the yardage um, upside is so limited, and of course, there's a the question marks of how this Cardinals offense is actually going to play out, so I would take it easy on him. Uh, Corey Davis with Tennessee, it's you know good luck with that. He's going to have five big, big weeks, and, and nobody is going to know when those five <laughs> weeks occur, and You know, Goodwin is just part of four or five different guys in that San Francisco receiving core that could emerge. So Hilton is still the best bet of that crew. I don't expect big numbers, and we could see Hilton closer to, say, 1,000 yards instead of 1,400 yards. But I still think when it's all said and done, he'll be a wide receiver, too, this year.
2: And Kyle, a couple about tonight's game specifically. Uh, Who should I start at running back? Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, or Austin Eckler? Need help for tonight.
6: Yeah, go with Montgomery tonight, and that's chancy. It's a rookie, and it's also chancy because it's this Bears offense, which the Bears do this weird thing. Overall, they're a good offense. Overall, they can put points on the board, but for fantasy purposes, every single week, it's it's this guy's hot one week, then another guy. One week, it's Tariq Cohen. The next week, it's Allen Robinson. Then it's Trey Burton. Then it's Anthony Miller. Then it's Haley Gabriel. Then it's back to Cohen, and now we throw in David Montgomery here, and at the helm of all this is the inconsistent Mitchell Trubisky, but I'm going with Montgomery because he looks good for about 15 touches tonight i think the bears offense is actually going to have a good evening against the packers on the flip side aaron jones tough matchup we we have to expect the bears defense to be fairly salty even without vic fancio so you want to stay away from that matchup and the chargers said today if you believe them or not but uh, eckler and jackson we couldn't see a 50 50 split so that's a bit of a hit and a bit of a letdown for everybody who took a shot on austin eckler
2: and then from the 636 aaron Rodgers tonight or lamar jackson
6: I think you still go Rodgers. Um, if somebody swore to me, oh, I just have to go Jackson, I'm worried about the Bears' defense, okay, I, I guess you can go that route. I'm going to go with the more stable option, and that is still Aaron Rodgers. As I noted, I think the Bears win this game tonight. They could win by double digits, and yet Aaron Rodgers could still throw two touchdowns and 300 yards. He may be throwing late in this game. He get some trash points in the fourth. You know, Jackson <laughs> – It's so difficult to guess with Lamar Jackson. Last year, he ran the ball 17 times a start. I mean, there's like five running backs who run it that often. Will the Ravens truly want him to run that much again this season? I think the only way he really pays off for fantasy owners are those games where he gets 15, 16, 17 carries. And for this week, I think you just have to give Rodgers the edge and see what we have in Jackson. The Ravens say they want to pass more with Lamar Jackson. I'm worried about their offense if they actually want to do that or they do try to do that. Uh, stick with Rodgers for week one.
4: Kyle, playing the questionable game is always fun, and certainly that starts tonight. Trey Burton, you mentioned his name a minute ago as they spread out the offense for the Bears. What are you hearing about Burton?
6: Yeah, not looking good is more than likely. Now, what is it? Uh, we're sitting in on 4 o'clock. We'll probably get the... The actives and inactives here in about the next 90 minutes. Uh, He could be active, and I still wouldn't trust him. Um, As is, Burton is probably outside of the top ten for the season as a tight end. Um, I don't know if there's a natural move to a guy like Adam Sheehan, who would be the backup tight end. But I would say even if Burton is active tonight, probably shy away from that matchup. I,
4: w- I wanted to ask you, because we do spend most of our time talking about season-long fantasy commitments. So these are our pickups and stuff. But for people maybe that ju- are just jumping in tonight, say, man, I've been waiting all, uh, you know, all season long for the first night, opening kickoff. Maybe they're playing some DFS, some daily fantasy. Uh, do you have like a deep sleeper in this game that you might think about going to?
6: You know, one guy I'd take a shot on is Geronimo Allison. Um, now if you read all the scuttlebutt out of Green Bay, obviously it's, it's going to be Devonte Adams at the top and he's going to cost you a load in DFS even going against the bears. Number two is expected to be Marquez Valdez, Scantling and Scantling's value is going to be high. But if you look at the bears last year, um, they were hurt more by slot men, uh, than the number two guys. So you've got Allison working in the slot, which is a little different from last season. He's going to be the cheapest of those three receiving options for the Packers. And as noted, we could see a lot of second-half throwing from Green Bay. So if I'm looking for that quote-unquote deep sleeper or maybe just a guy overlooked, it's going to be Allison tonight.
5: You were talking earlier about the Bears' offense and the players they have on it and how it's difficult week to week because you don't really know who's going to, to have a big week. How many offenses are like that around football for you where you just – you're just not really sure game to game who you should go
6: with. I, I think is going to be that way. Now, Buffalo doesn't have a great offense, but they've got three guys in the backfield, and they have like four receivers. And you just don't know, they also have a quarterback in Josh Allen who likes to run as much as he likes to throw. So that's a little similar. Uh, I mentioned Baltimore. Very similar to Buffalo. You've got a quarterback who likes to run as much as he throws. They have three or four receiving options, and they're also going to go with two or three different running backs. So the situation is one where when you, even if you've got a number one running back, if, if he's going to lose opportunities on third down, or if there is a host of receivers, San Francisco would be another one that I'd throw out there. Uh, they've got a split backfield with Breda, and also with Tevin Coleman, and then they have three or four receivers, and we're all trying to guess. Now, George Kittle's a good bet, but after that, you're left scratching your head, and that's actually an offense you may want a part of with Garoppolo and the Kyle Shanahan uh, play calling, so There are a few of them out there. Um, I I don't think there's – you know, in 2019, it's just what we're dealing with. Backfields have been going this way for the last six or seven years. But now I think with quarterbacks, too, we are seeing more quarterbacks tuck and run than ever before. The rushing attempts for QBs are way higher than they've been in 30, 40 years even. Maybe the highest because we we didn't keep those stats even back in the 60s and 70s. So this may be the highest ever – that we've seen of quarterbacks rushing the football. And that's kind of throwing everything into a bit of a a mess when you're trying to predict who's a quarterback to trust and who is an offense and who are the receivers you can trust week in, week out.
2: And Kyle, let's get a quick lightning round here. A guy with a two-quarterback system, he's wondering Winston or Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan or Cousins. So it's Winston or Wilson, also Ryan or Cousins.
6: I'll go Ryan over Cousins. Uh, Minnesota could actually be more run-heavy than pass-heavy, which is rare nowadays. Um, Go with Ryan for that matchup against the Vikings. Um, On the flip side, Russell Wilson. Well, they've been run-heavy forever in Seattle, but he always finds a way to get his points. I feel he is just a safer selection than Winston, who it wouldn't surprise me if he throws three interceptions in the first half and Bruce Arians benches him in the second half. That's going to be a worry all year long.
2: Half-point PPR, Tyler Lockett or D.D. Westbrook?
6: Uh, go with Tyler Lockett. I'm not a huge fan of Lockett, but nobody with the Jaguars gets me excited.
2: Uh, three one four, Mohamed Sanu or Ty Hilton?
6: Uh, still Ty Hilton there. Mohamed Sanu is is nothing more than a blah option. Obviously, the Jones news could change that, but that would give Calvin Ridley a bigger push than it would Mohamed Sanu.
2: And then finally, Jarvis Landry or Robbie Robbie Anderson.
6: I think that's going to be a PPR play. Um, I'd go Landry in the PPR setup. I do like Anderson um, for a very solid non-PPR season. I, I think he could be a sleeper for 10 TDs this year. I think Sam Darnold uh, makes a big jump for fantasy leagues. I don't know if the Jets are going to win 9, 10 games, but I think Darnold's numbers are going to be much improved, and Anderson's going to be the number one option in that offense.
2: Kyle, if you can tell people how they can uh, tune into you tonight if they didn't get the answer that they're looking for.
6: Yeah, we'll get rolling at 7 o'clock just before kickoff uh, for the Packers and the Bears. We'll have that news on Burt and any other late-breaking news. And we'll see if any other uh, wide receivers uh, can be sent packing for week one or become questionable for week one. But, again, 7 o'clock tonight, uh, Sirius 210XM87.
2: Thank you very much, sir. We'll talk to you next week.
6: Yeah, good luck to you guys. Have a good
2: one. We need it. That is Kyle Elfrink of Sirius XM here in the Fast lane on 101 ESPN. Next up, it's the 4 o'clock fight. We've got a new fighter coming your way next on 101 ESPN.
0: takeoff 15 discount not applicable to partner operated flights or taxes and fees terms apply visit go.amex you know
1: walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends